their starting quarterback now has 24 women accusing him of asking for handies. Not and not Andy's. Not handies. Andy's. Well, good old fashioned. He'd be totally out of the league if he asked for an Andy. <laughs> How much is an Andy? We don't know. Your career. It's another Ask Casters podcast. Numero Trace for ASS. Again, Andy Scrode Schwammy at Ask Casters at a-S-S-C-A-S-T-E-R-S. We're going to cover a lot of topics today. We're going to bounce all over the map from different sports. Just got done with the NHL draft. We'll pick the brains of Scrode and Schwammy. Talk about at least the first round players to be drafted, uh, teams that didn't get a chance to draft, who made the best moves, etc., etc., then we'll hop into, haven't touched any NBA really, in our first two podcasts. We'll take a look at what's been taking place during free agency. The last week and a half, there has been a lot of money spent on players that are, some are staying for teams that they've been with for some time. Uh, going to keep some markets that maybe don't necessarily have marquee players. They're going to keep those markets very happy for at least the next half decade at the cost of millions and millions and millions of dollars then after we get done with the NBA actually might touch base a little bit on what's been taking place with Baker Mayfield uh, now just leaving the Cleveland Browns and what has been an absolutely <laughs> terrible situation from multiple standpoints Cleveland showing its true colors as far as a dysfunctional organization now as it always has been so what does Baker May, uh, Mayfield's prospects look like down in Carolina now? What do NBA, or excuse me, what do NFL betters think that his presence is going to have down in Carolina? And then maybe let's take a look at some teams where Baker Mayfield did not go and where uh, their prospects are going to be sitting for the year. Finally, might touch a little bit of baseball. Uh, there's not a lot of good things to say about baseball right now, but <laughs> maybe that's what we need to talk about. The state of the game getting ready to approach the all-star game. Uh, we're at the half point, uh, halfway point, so good time to reflect, uh, take a look forward, and then finally our first trivia game, Yay. which will have a little bit of uh, NHL draft flavor. So uh, to the two acronyms S's, Scrode, Schwammy, Scrode, you first. How goes it? It was, a, it was a good week. I did a lot of good napping, and... Um, my Devils, I don't, I, it was a C effort for me this week, that's what I felt. Um, it was a good week, it was a good week. Shall we easy? It was a decent week for me, uh, besides work. Uh, other than that, like, uh, as far as kind of my sports teams are concerned, the Avs didn't have a first round draft pick. I did, actually didn't have a draft pick until I think the sixth round, so I didn't really pay attention a whole lot to the NHL draft because... As the L.A. Rams would say, fuck them picks after you win a championship. Well, that's all New Jersey has right now are picks, so we can't adopt that same attitude. Um, we picked up Vanacek to kind of alleviate some of the goaltending troubles. Um, but not in the draft, right? Not No, not in the draft, but in the trade, uh, 
on the trade market. They swapped twos with the Capitals and gave them a third round draft pick. Um, you usually go home with twos. One night. One and if night. you go if you go home with five twos, <laughs> that's a ten. <laughs> Takes a little over a month, but that's fine. The New Jersey draft wasn't as bad as going home from the bar with five twos. Or as good as going home from the bar with five twos. Um, they bulkened up or bulkened out that not right the right word. Is that a word? They bolstered they bolstered their defense. Not or <laughs> Just like besheveled. Besheveled. <laughs> um, they bolstered their defense, which they greatly needed to do. Um, I I was happy with their draft pick. I thought they were going to make some more moves. Um, I still think they are going to make a big, big free agency signing. I'm like I'm, Johnny Hockey. I, Is that what you're alluding to? Our uh, other ass caster, Joel. <laughs> And I were discussing this remote the ass caster. Yeah, the remote ass caster. You'll you'll be introduced to him later. He's currently uh, keeping the porn bot stimulated <laughs> and giving them free shirts. <laughs> um, he he. Fuck! I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> we're talking talking about the uh, the New Jersey Devils with the like. With the signing with the big name you were, oh, um, you were alluding to? We want a Calgary boy, but the Calgary boy we want is Matthew Kachuk. I think he's a better fit um, for what they're doing offensively. Jack needs someone that can protect him and go get pucks down low, even though Jack's pretty good at that being a small guy. Miles Wood. Not no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Um, no. But, yeah, they, I think Matt Kachuk would be um, – that would be number one on my wish list. That's not a bad, uh, you know, thing to wish for. But where's your playmaker? Who's going to be the like? Is it going to be Hughes? Like, yeah. you can put him on the line with Hughes or that's Heischer, what I would do. Or Heisher. No, I'd separate Heisher and okay. Jack. Okay. And then throw Bradder in. Bradder. Bradder probably in with Heisher. Dirt Mercer with Jack. And then where does uh, what's his? How do you pronounce his name? Your new draft pick is it Nimic? Nimic. Nimic? Nimich? Nimich? He There's uh, no H. Nimich? It's N E M E C. I, I think that's how this I don't think he can afford the C or H. What? Uh, wow. <laughs> Not yet. Well, he, he might now, but yeah. um, depends on how big his pasta was last night. <laughs> but um, Nimich, he. Uh, they don't have pasta there. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Uh, he uh, he led the draft in acne talent, bar none. Uh, oh God! <laughs> he he needs to get the Neutrogena sponsors on his bandwagon ASAP. But he looks like a responsible defenseman, a right shot. Um, I think I think he's even going to participate in rookie camp and coming up here. I mean, he is a rookie. Well, not rookie camp, but tryouts. Acne uh, acne on the face of an NHL prospect that's being drafted is is pretty similar to cauliflower ear in MMA. If you don't see it, don't trust it. <laughs> if they look too pretty, don't trust them. That's why, uh, oh, who's the pretty fighter, the UFC fighter, the blonde girl? Uh, Paige Van Zandt. Yeah, she won, like, she won her first, like, I remember she, like, kicked someone in the head pretty well. And then that was it. Yeah, then she quit and she got hot, oh, she just kept being hot. And everybody online was talking about their foot fetish of how they would have preferred to take Paige Van Zandt's foot to their face. 
I don't remember this. <laughs> you don't follow the same accounts I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have me following a lot of strange accounts, but they're worth it. I got more if you want them. Like the out of context people. Chaotic nightclub photos. Oh, I've got all God. of it. Oh, they're so good. I stay on Twitter for the news. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Probably shouldn't. Um, Andy, how did uh, how did the Vegas night strap go? So, as, as we all know, Vegas has been on a downhill spiral all, ever since they acquired superstar Buffalo Sabres multi-million dollar prospect, best guy ever, Jack Eichel. Yeah, that didn't work out, so... Uh, is he a is he a locker room killer? What what is what happened? Well, I don't think he's I don't think he's played enough to maybe say if he has been with the Knights yet. I think it's you have I don't know. It, you hear always conflicting reports coming out of Buffalo about him as character and other I don't know, I think off the ice. I won't say issues like yeah, just things that have happened with him like with uh, fan interactions. Uh, and you know, and, and honestly, to give him some leeway, it could be just a, just frustration that, that playing for an organization like that that hasn't been good, and you were supposed to be the guy, but you weren't surrounded with more guys to help you out in a you know in a sense. Well, well, they have some good you know some good players sprinkled in there. I just not as good as a team like uh, I think at the time the Knights or the, you know the Avalanche, the, the Lightning, Toronto, you know whatever you may have. Shari, it's not good depth-wise. Shari, from a GM perspective, and Andy, too. Um, I'm not a GM. Pretend. Put your GM hat on. I, I've got it on. <laughs> you're, uh, you're Scott Pioli right now. <laughs> so, he is bald. Put your scat, scat Pioli hat on. Or, or as we like to call it in NHL locker rooms, Albanian pasta. <laughs> we were just learning about Albanians selling cocaine in Europe, but anyway... Um, <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Do you also give Jack Eichel leeway, or maybe not leeway, but do you give him maybe this next this twenty twenty two twenty twenty three season is a new birth for Jack? Um, he he doesn't have to deal with the injury nonsense anymore. He can have a full training camp with the team. He can practice with um, with his teammates um, who are healthy. Um, I think this could be a defining – this will be the defining year in Jack Eichel's career. Um, I honestly think that the, the Knights are fine. I, last year sucked just because they fell apart at the end of the season and they had – such high expectations going in. I mean, the fact that they missed the playoffs after where they were halfway through the seasons, like just a shocking development. But as far as the new start, fresh new start next year, I, I, I'm with you. I think Eichel's probably going to prove his worth. I mean, somebody like that just doesn't lose their talent. So the fact that he was so talented and was able to show his individual talent so well in Buffalo when he wasn't surrounded with anything. And now he's got assets to, to all sides of him, ready to support him and help him out and take off some of the, maybe some of the workload, really. Uh, I think he's going to prove uh, to help Vegas. I would expect Vegas to make the playoffs again next year. Um, I, I'd be pretty surprised if they didn't. What do they do at goaltending? I, I, I don't know. Like, I really don't know that situation well enough to know. Um what what type of a position they're in. I don't know. I, I 
I'm still bitter about them getting rid of Mark Andre Fleury, even though he's been on like seven teams since then. But I, I just feel like when he was there, things were chugging along quite smoothly, and that veteran leadership that he provided just had those guys. You knew what to expect night to night with Flurry there. You don't right now. He but that's not to say that they're the starter right now. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. So again, like I'm bitter the fact that he's not there. And I just I guess I just don't understand enough about uh, Mark Andre Flurry personally to understand why he's bounced from team to team to team to team. Um, the way that it seems that he has when he provides so much value with that position. I, you know, I don't I don't think it's necessarily Flurry's problem I think it's more of the teams he's been on their problem I think I mean he he was left just because he the Penguins at the time thought he was you know starting to age out you know they they wanted to move on from him and which is fair he was with the organization since he was drafted in 03 and so they left him to be uh, available in the expansion draft and the Knights hopped on him so that's that I don't blame the Knights for getting you know drafting him in that expansion draft or picking him in that draft so I don't that's not necessarily his fault being traded away in a sense um i think it's kind of short-minded in the knights trading him or getting rid of him to um chicago when they did i i just and that was never going to be a good fit that's i mean that team in chicago is on the downward you know trajectory and it's going to be rock bottom here in the next couple years and so him getting traded away for picks was another reason for chicago i mean for it was a reason for chicago to trade him is to get those picks back from uh, Minnesota, and now it sounds like him and Talbert are going to just be a tandem. So it's not exactly, I don't think, necessarily a flurry problem. It's just the, the situation that the teams that he's been playing on uh, just kind of had to give up their hands and just say, hey, he's available. What can we get for him? And I want to say uh, what, during either my morning or my 3 a.m. P. Or my five a.m. P. I saw he's a two-hour guy. Oh yeah, I can't stay stay asleep. That oh my god, there's a gigantic booger hanging out of my nose. Oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) wow, (laughs) that bat was no longer in the cave. He's like eleven from Stranger Things when he when he puts all his powers in a podcast. There's something coming out of the nose. Whoa, (laughs) I don't have a lot of powers, boys and girls. (laughs) That was disgusting. Just a bat wanting to say hi to everyone, that's all. <laughs> just a bat from the upside down just hanging out. Oh, you guys need to finish. I know, that uh, was what she said. God, if I had a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hockey. Yeah, uh, it's a great sport. No, I, I, um, in, my, in between my 3 a.m. piss and my 2 a.m. piss, um, I think I saw where Cam Talbot's agent and Cam Talbot and Billy Garen weren't getting along. Um, is that? Did anyone else see that, or am I making shit up? Uh, getting along. I think Talbot's agent was frustrated with Garen, but Garen's like he's under contract. So, so I'm not making this playing. up. Like something happened, right? Kinda. Okay. Kinda. See, my three a.m. pisses are learning adventures, you know. They're always they're always an adventure no matter what time you get up. Mine mine I generally find out and learn. Why didn't I piss the why didn't I flush the toilet the last time I pissed in it? And then I think to myself, I'm not lazy or dirty. I'm just conserving water. Hashtag <laughs> save the planet. But you're not. I mean, you you you're not intentionally saving the planet. No, it's 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 kind of unintentionally done. He's subconsciously doing it. 
I have a question, and this is non-sports related, but maybe some of the older gentlemen in the uh, podcast in the Askcaster uh, land. Do you guys sit down when you piss at night? Like, you know, it's three a.m. and you're like, "Fuck." Depends on how tired I am. Yeah. Even even at my drunkest, I'm standing up. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought you would have do- adopted the sit down. No, my my through. my 3 a.m. Friday piss is gonna look like the beginning of the first episode of Succession. There, there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be urine everywhere. <laughs> Gross. Oh man. Yeah. So anyway, let's go back to hockey real quick. So. Uh, with with the draft, we've talked a little bit about where uh, some things fell. We didn't talk about uh, the the pick that that was supposedly Vegas's baby going back about twelve months, and he was supposed to be the number one pick. Ended up falling to Seattle at four. Shane Wright. How the hell did that even happen? Well, I I will say I don't. There's a lot of people that didn't think he was consensus number one, but falling to four, I did not see. I thought he was going to fall to two, three at most. But watching it happen made sense. Like, you didn't think, I, I don't know, I, I didn't have the foresight to see it happening, but when I was watching it happen during the draft, I was like, okay, well, Devils don't need him, kind of what we talked about last week. And then uh, Coyotes didn't really need him. Logan Cooley. Um, what a cool pick. Cool pick. And he didn't look like he was, like, had a shit fucking stuck in his ass like Shane Wright did. Um so you so right look to wrong. explain what you're talking about. You think Shane Wright's a conceited prick? Yeah, I, he just has a look about him. I, Shane Wright, I've never met. And now you. we know. <laughs> I was waiting for the drop shot. Right? I know you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, he just doesn't look. And Shane Wright, I've never met you. You could be a really nice guy. I don't know. I'm just watching the television. And TJ could be the conceited prick. Uh, it probably is true. I'm probably projecting my my deficiencies to you um but you just i mean it looked like you were a douchebag it looked like he was a douchebag um but logan went before him and uh i think seattle i think he's a great fit for seattle uh, i think so too gives them more depth that they desperately need yeah and it's another it's another center for him so they have they have two centers i think um i don't know if they're dynamic but they're solid. Yeah, they're, yeah. It's a start for expansion franchise. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, he was what minus five thousand at the beginning of the year. So when they, they yeah, him? when they released odds, uh, it, trying to figure out who was going to be in this draft and who's going to be number one, Shane Wright came in uh, at minus five thousand, which is significant, significant, significant uh, favorite. Uh, some books even had him high as minus 6,000, which is just even more crazy to think about. And that number continued to slide for whatever reason or, or reasons over the course of 12 months. But even into as late as the last week going into the draft, and, and even at some books as late as the last 24 hours before the draft, some had him still projected to be the first pick. And then uh, it looks like, for whatever reason, Yurog Slog Wavovich or whatever his name was, he ended up being first. And um, that, I don't know, it was what it was. The the other thing that I, I wanted to see if you guys paid enough attention to, there there's some really, really good teams that we know in the NHL that we don't really need to focus on what they did in the draft. But I think what we kind of see in the draft are, are who the really, really bad teams are going to be going into next season. And you guys touched on it a little bit with Chicago. Chicago looks like they're in a complete – I mean, it's not even a free fall. Tear down, rebuild. Yeah, this is 
like no foundation left start from scratch and picks on top of picks on top of picks and they I don't think they're going to be good this isn't like a two or three year rebuild this is like five-year rebuild yeah. bad if it, you're seth yeah if you're seth jones what the fuck are you thinking like, yeah well he should be reconsidering uh maybe giving up some money to help sign some more better players i mean he took a, a, a ridiculously big contract for the player that he is don't get me wrong great player but he's no kale mccarr he's no victor hedman at this point of his career He's he's solid all the way around. He's a good defensively. He can contribute offensively, no problem. But is he worth his I think contract? I, ah. And you know who also needs to restructure, honestly, is Kane and Taves because they also took ridiculously I, high uh, salaries when they signed like what a decade ago, the, which was justifiable at the time. But now that they're starting to get, become older, you need to start helping the organization out so it doesn't. Take five years to rebuild this thing. And the, uh, Taves and Kane have to ask themselves a, a few questions. Taves has to ask himself, "Do I want to be? Do I want to retire a Blackhawk? Do I want to retire as the captain of the Blackhawks? And if I, if he stays with the Blackhawks, he, they're not taking the sea away from him, no matter what. Right. Um, if Kane, he needs to think about what he wants to do with the future. I don't feel like he is as tied to Chicago as. Taves, and it sounds like Chicago is taking an overwhelming amount of phone calls uh, with interest to Patrick Kane. Um, and why wouldn't you? Oh my God, he st- he still makes plays. He he's he's amazing. I I love watching him play. Um, I mean. He's just great. I, I, there's, I don't have the words. I, he's a great American player. He's the greatest American. American. Uh, he's the greatest American aside from Austin Matthews. Um, I, I don't know where he goes, but I, I hope the best for him. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just depends on where the return can be. Do you think he? I mean, he's from Buffalo. Would, would you send him there, or could would Buffalo want him in that contract? Maybe to help start some of their younger core. Go back home and play for the hometown team. Punch another cab driver. Um, yeah, that, that happens. Uh, hey, cabbies can be assholes, too. This is true. Andy, you are well aware of this. I know I'm no longer allowed in cabs. <laughs> <laughs> Blacklisted. Blacklisted. He's the only one with a negative Uber rating. <laughs> no, my Uber rating is 4.93. But that was after, again, we talk about me being a reformed human every once in a while. I learned a lesson after, I think, a yellow cab company said they weren't going to pick me up anymore. The reformed I metrosexual. Yes, I, uh, I figured out how to use public transportation. Oh, now. I have a higher Uber rating than you. What? You're I, higher than 4.93? I'm a 4.96. Oh, that just means you haven't been evaluated. As Thank you, Russian judge. Hold on, because I know I was beating you guys. Thank you. Uh, Boo. You, you didn't win the showcase yet. Yes, I did. Hold on. By the way, one thing I was wondering about um, prices right now. Yeah. Does it account for like our current inflation? Because <laughs> the price <clears throat> is wrong. I, it, like, if a normal customer would, uh, uh, per, what is your Uberator higher? What? It's higher. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What's your minimum though? Beep. Like, how, how many drive? Because that could have been one. That could have been one Uber ride that you were ranked five. Uh. Okay. Let's look. Yeah, we need to look that up. There's no way you're a five, st- like five star. 
Dude, so I'm, anyway, I'm at the Price is Right. Yeah. While you're looking that up. I'm at the Price is Right. They put a boat on there with a love seat. I'm like, okay, I got it. Boat, probably 28 grand. Depends on how big it is. Are we going like 25-footer, 29-footer? How big? And then standard love seat in California. I mean, the way that they do it with real leather, probably $4,000. I think, you know, retail value, 29, 30,000. But now I'm feeling that that boat, especially like a fiberglass boat, Fiberglass is getting expensive, so that I'm probably up in my my value. My my wager is going to be probably thirty two five now. But oh, yeah. does, do they account for inflation? I don't know. What was your uh, what is your thoughts? I you know I think with the plane prices, the plane ticket prices right now, that probably I mean they're so low that probably balances out a few things. So when you go to Mali or Bali or Pango Pango, um, it's not as expensive as it used to be. What? What are you talking about? Just, just talking about the showcases, baby. Okay. Um, so the plane tickets to those exotic resorts, they're not that expensive. Yeah, that's easy to bet on. Though. I'm talking about the boat. <laughs> I've, well, got, I've got raw materials we need to account for in this boat. <laughs> but who the fuck is buying a boat right now? Nope. It, they're giving them away literally on the show, so no one's buying a boat. So the market value of a boat's falling off. But is it? I don't know. No, I'm not a boater. <laughs> anyway, uh, you're Uber rating. Oh, it's a five. Okay. Yeah, out of how many rides did you count? Dude, it's a ton. Where's my damn money? Dude, it's a ton. Hold on. Hold on. Because in my days of alcoholism... <laughs> you took a ride or two? I took I mean, While we're waiting. What? Took many ride. Okay, so here's... Oh, yeah, here we go. Hey. There's me. Let's go while we're young. TJ's looking at his phone to try to show us all the details of his Uber. Boom, rating. look at all those rides. No, you're requesting a ride, you dumbass. Oh, no, I don't want that. <laughs> that was the six options wrong, it gives you. Wrong button. Wow. Oh, see, there's the five. You're rating. There's, get over here. Okay. There's the five. Somewhere. Let me let me wow. just let me organ let me do That's this. My name. Oh my God. So why he does that? Also, garbage teams coming out of the draft. Arizona, they're going to be playing where? Uh, public uh, playground next year. Well, uh, they're playing in the parking lot. Their biggest stadium this year, I believe, is Interest Bank, <laughs> Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, it, yeah, they are. That's actually true. Um, correct. That yeah. is correct. They are playing at Arizona State, um, which. Seats like five thousand, I think. Um, if that, I think that's withstanding Ramon. So what? What led? What? What got Arizona to this point where they're now playing there? Uh, Shawe, you buy. I. I mean, has it been? Hey, someone said they're not paying their bills, but they are paying their bills, and yeah, no it's idea. just a. He said, she said, but I think the. I think Glendale's just ready for them to leave. Like there's just been too much animosity between the organization and the city. It just even with the new ownership, they're just like, nah, we're we're, we're over it. <laughs> wow. By the way, nine trips. That's it. That's still a five. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, I just think there's so much animosity. There's just the bridges have been burned, not just because it's so hot there, but because it just it's just not good feelings between the organization and the city. So. It, it was time to move on. Just too bad there wasn't a, a new arena already built. And I, I really do hope that they can get one built, even though I've been a proponent of them getting moving to Houston, which I think deserves an NHL franchise. But that's that's besides the point. 
I th- I think I th- I do think a new rink in in a in the Tempe area closer to downtown uh, Phoenix would help them all a, a great deal. But uh, yeah, they're to go back to where you guys are saying. Yeah, they're playing in a five seat, five thousand seat arena, which is smaller than a lot of AHL and ECHL teams are playing in. It's Bush League. It is Bush League. Well, they they have another one. The I think it's on their fairgrounds, but it's so out of date that it, there's no way they could play there, even if they were able to renovate it in the, in the summertime or right now. Well, they're making renovations the the Arizona State Arena, right? Because they they had to. I know make, they have to have certain NHLPA. Uh, they had to keep it up to NHLPA codes, so right. they made a whole bunch of renovations of that. I mean, you spent the money. Right. I mean, granted, it's probably different upgrading a 5,000-seat arena instead of a thirteen or 14,000-seat arena, but still, like... Well, it also... It, it helps that it's under construction still, so yeah. I, I just... Oh. It, is a, it, it is a shit show, but hopefully it's a, a temporary shit show for a long-term solution, but we, I, I don't know. I their, their, their presentation looks nice. The arena looks cool. It's pretty... I don't say futuristic, but it has a lot of newer touches that a lot of team, uh, arenas don't have currently. So it, it and, and it looks good, but will it work? The one they're building. Yeah, that well, it's right. not hasn't been decided on, but the Tempe city of Tempe did rule in favor of using or accepting their proposal. Now it's just trying to work out who is going to pay what and in what time frame. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I if you're going to pull a positive out of it, I think. One thing I like about preseason hockey here in Wichita, we, they always have a game at the Wichita Ice Center um, in early, like late September, early October, and it's a smaller and more intimate atmosphere because uh, they're playing at the practice rink. Um, so I think that might be kind of cool. You're up closer. It's a smaller environment maybe. Um, but at the end of the day, it's – the NHL, you're the top four professional sports league in the United States of America, and you have a professional team yeah. playing at a college stadium that holds five thousand kids. Yeah, but it's on it's on campus for them, so I think it's going to be a good fit. I mean, like if temporarily, it could be a fun atmosphere with a bunch of college kids there. Well, uh, sure. I, like that's I, I, that's that. What I'm saying is the the bright point. Like, right. if you can get uh, some lemonade e- out of this piss, that is it. <laughs> Your e- two a.m. piss. Even though the the glass seats were like fourteen thousand dollars for the season. Ouch. Yeah. Anything else uh, NHL wise? I don't know. I, I I was just looking at some of the draft picks this year. Is there anything that, <coughs> besides besides Shane Wright uh, dropping to four and staring down the Montreal draft table? Dar- I I, the top okay. The top five like picks were ridiculous. Just how everything, all the cards were falling, and then the trades that Montreal had. The two trades, like yes. them trading for uh, Kirby Doc, which we were tying into our Chicago. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> our Chicago uh, conversation earlier, and then who was the? What was the other trade they made? I forgot. Uh, they trade Romanoff for yeah. a pick. Yeah, they, Romanoff went to the Islanders. Yes, and they um, and they swapped picks, or they they swapped a, a player for picks. So yeah, yeah, it was it was a, it seemed like a fun time in at the Bell Center. Their their fans were pretty uh, rambunctious, if you would. I mean, I mean, if I guess for Canada, I don't know how open they are again, but it seems like. People are starting to 
apparently open for business based off of those draft tables yeah, with, the, no with shit. the executives. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I guess outside of the top five, I mean, not that I have a whole lot of um, draft, you know, like prospect knowledge as far as outside of the avalanche are concerned. Is, was there any big, like... Uh, Andy, Andy, can you scroll up to, like, th- uh, three draft picks? Was there any, uh, like, surprises to you guys? This is a surprise to me. Which one? Um, it's there, there. Stop, stop. Um, can you read number 23 draft pick St. Louis Blues' last name, Andy? I can't because he's going to be subject to a trivia quiz later. Oh! Okay. Well, then, hey, that's a good – That's let's, let's go ahead and just segue out of this and let's go to our next topic. Well, do you, do you not want to tackle Kemper? I can't tackle Kemper. He's too tall. You could take his ankles out. <laughs> yeah, I'll bite him. <laughs> I'll just nub him off him. But um, so uh, if you want me to talk about the avalanche, um, moving on from Darcy Kemper, I – and trading for Alex Gorgiev, I was equating it to almost a lateral move, but there's people, like my, my a, a bunch of friends of mine were thinking that it was actually a step forward in a sense as far as the goaltending is concerned. I Kemper was one of the best regular season goalies, but as far as the, the playoffs, he was fairly far down on the list, but he did enough to get them, you know, to a Stanley Cup, so... But for the price that he is asking for, I would not. I don't want to pay him that much. Six million dollars per year, and he Kemper. wants. Yeah, and he wants term. He's in his thirties. No, it's. Thank, thank you, but you know, go try to get that somewhere else. I think. I think there's a good chance he could end up in Edmonton, but I, I don't know who. I'm trying to think of other teams who, who needs a goalie or struggling for goalies. So I. That's kind of my thought. Maybe San Jose, but I think they have three goalies that they could use but the, i mean it's san jose so no one's really going to do well but i think i think moving on from kemper was okay i think it's an it's a it's a fine move yeah you got to give you gave up some draft picks for gorgiev but it gives gorgiev a, a chance to prove himself because he wanted to do that in new york and he was doing fine until uh he got hurt and then oh just just Durkin just took over and just blew everyone out of the water so he gets a chance to prove himself and maybe even give Francois a chance to prove that he's a number one for the Avalanche too, so it's 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 going to be an interesting season to say the least. And plus, Gorgiev his numbers were a little down, and I know people are saying, well, he played in front of a kind of a uh, a team that didn't have a lot of puck possession, so now he's going to play against or play with a team that has a lot of puck possession and may turn out to be a Grubauer situation where he he shines a lot more because he doesn't have to face as many shots. So will that hurt or help him? Who knows? We'll have to see. I think I will say this. I will give my prediction for Colorado the same way I gave it last year. Yeah. They are the cup favorites, and the way that they lose is goaltending. Yep. Live and die by it. Gorgiev, for them. Gorgiev, I believe, will be an upgrade, but we haven't we haven't seen him tested. Mm-hmm. Um, Kemper got the job done. Yep, that's all we. Get. That's all they asked for, and maybe that's all they need Gorgiev to do. Do that. Yeah. Or, or Francois, if he if he if he plays up to the task of taking over the number one. They don't need Patrick Wan there. No, they don't. But you, they also don't need. <laughs> yeah. Swiss cheese. I I agree. So, but no, I I'm I totally agree, and I'm on board with that. So, okay, well, next, uh, what, what, what do you got up next there, Andy? What's the next topic? So, <clears throat> Ashcaster's one thing that 
we'll lean on you on for a little bit on is just to try to figure out like what you guys want to talk about and what you don't want to talk about. Obviously, we've got extensive hockey knowledge and we're glad to speak about it. We've got teams. Quote, unquote, like, extensive. <laughs> we've got teams that we've uh, got some allegiances to, but that doesn't necessarily mean that those are the teams that we have to talk about. So if you like talking about oh, We'll talk hockey, about topics at hand, depending <laughs> on whoever it is. Sure. If, if there's anybody looking for a good hockey podcast and they want to kind of see somebody else's insight into, you know, a team that we haven't mentioned but we can, Calgary Flames, San Jose Sharks, you name the team, we'll be glad to talk about them uh, as far as what their relevancy is, what they're doing, uh, and all that good stuff. So feel free to reach out to us on Twitter and talk to us and let us know what we can bring to the table there. I mean, we're not as cool as, like, spitting chicklets. We won't shave our heads for bets. We might have to go stay on the corner. I will shave my head for bets. You don't have to. I will get an ass tattoo. Okay, maybe we, maybe we do do something cool like that. Or just stand on the corner with the street sign saying, I don't know how to do fantasy hockey. <laughs> but I have three championships, so that wouldn't be true. Not in hockey, no. Oh, yeah, hockey, no. Yeah, move on. So, moving on. Quit living in the past. We, we uh, obviously can talk about hockey, but now going <laughs> to talk about what's, what's going on in the NBA during free agency. I'm, I'm out. going to get trampled by turtles, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not your turtle thing again. <laughs> Could be an old turtle. <laughs> the nomad. Sorry. <laughs> so, NBA free agency, there's been a lot going on in the last week and a half. Uh, I think there's a couple takeaways that we can have here. So, there's, there's a lot of money being spent on free agents, and we'll talk about the dollars here in just a second. But I think one of the other things to take away is that we're actually getting some folks to stay home uh, in markets that maybe in the past they wouldn't have. Um, so I think that's that's something worth discussing. Uh, just taking a look at where uh, some uh, one particular sports book's odds are for futures next season for the NBA title. There is a clusterfuck at the top five, which is a really, really good thing for the NBA. There is no one that's got uh, general consensus on who is going to win uh, the title as it stands now and where rosters are. Boston currently at plus 540. Uh, I don't know if I would totally agree with them as the overall favorite, but they're not a favorite by much. Phoenix Suns, just right behind them betting-wise, at plus 570. Uh, that is going to be really, really subject to change because they are standing as one of the favorites to get Kevin Durant should he move. So, so wait, who would you say was a favorite? I'm sorry. Boston Celtics. Okay, thank you. So Boston Celtics. Wait, wait, where does, where does Golden State stand there? Oh, number three. Really? Golden State at plus 630. Uh, that, that's kind of shocking. Whoa. Uh, to disclose my gambling habits, I already have a wager on Golden State. Shocker. Uh, to, not, uh, not you. To go back-to-back. Back. L.A. Clippers are also at plus 630, so they are exactly same betting odds as Golden State Warriors. And finally, as far as our top five, where the, the big clusterfuck is, Milwaukee Bucks uh, come in at plus 680. Probably right where they need to be. Uh, Giannis is the best player in the world, and they didn't really make it as far as they wanted to because of the NBA injuries is that happen. A con- is that a consensus now that Giannis isn't probably the best player in the NBA? I wouldn't say that. I, I would who, say who would you go with then? Steph Curry. It was fine. Okay. No, Steph, Curry, Steph Curry added a different level to his game in these NBA playoffs. Right. He played some lockdown defense, which – he when he was in the se- those uh, playoff series and those championship series with the, uh, LeBron, he got worked over by Kyrie whenever they were left on uh, whenever they were left one on one. He 
he played great defense in the NBA Finals. Um, I didn't watch I didn't watch the playoffs close enough before that, but he played really good defense. Yeah, I mean, from the yeah. standpoint, of, is there an argument to the best player in the world? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it might I don't know it might even be a fifty fifty split, but I, I think I'd probably lean on the side of <clears throat> man, Giannis is just getting there. Yeah, and he's not but that he, Seth, and not he's, that Seth Curry yeah. can be defended. But man, when Giannis is rolling, man, he he really cannot be defended. He's a big big body to stop too. He's yeah. so athletic at that size; it's kind of hard to stop that kind of a uh, force. Yeah, and what what I was getting to as far as like where uh, Milwaukee Bucks odds are for next year is they're they're the the fifth favorite. But again, it's such it's so close between Boston at one, all the way to to Milwaukee at five. Milwaukee caught some pretty bad fortune going into the playoffs because. Giannis's number two man, Chris Middleton, got injured throughout yeah. those proceedings, and they just did not have a reliable number two. Right. Number three, number four, number five for, for Giannis to go to throughout those playoffs. But, again, that's not expected as we move forward into next season. Uh, yeah, to your point, Chestavez, the Golden State Warriors, 630. It, did you throw down on this one too? On uh, Golden State? Yes. I did. Um, I also threw that on him this year. So, Golden State, let's make this two years running, boys. No, let's not. I, 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 I want to root for the Phoenix Suns for, so my brother can, can stop pulling his hair out. Well, I didn't bet for them, so. Well, I, I don't care. <laughs> so, just kind of let you know where, where things stand. Golden State, mm-hmm. man, I, I really, really like where they're at. Haven't done a lot through free agency, but potentially could be in the, the Kevin Durant stakes. They've got a really, really interesting situation. We just talked about Steph Curry, talked about how he could potentially be the best player on earth, and he's in his 30s, and it doesn't look like he's going to be slowing down anytime soon. He was amazing during the playoffs. There's a lot of familiarity with where uh, Clay Thompson is, being the number two guy out in Golden State. But, man, as I watch them throughout the season and, and really dialed into watching them during the playoffs this season – Clay Thompson is not the Clay Thompson that we know. There, there were times during the playoffs where he was, he was almost a liability. They set him up for so many shots, and, and not, not bad shots either. Some of them were wide open that in the past you would have looked at Clay Thompson taking these shots and saying, oh, my gosh, that's, that's money. Let's pull a, let's pull a Steph Curry and turn around before we even see it go in the basket. Good is how good Clay Thompson's been. Yeah, he's not that guy anymore. Now, I mean, he's better than Ben Simmons at least. Much better than Ben yeah. Simmons, and but at this point, neither Clay Thompson or Ben Simmons are reliable people uh, from a roster. Players, stand. not people. <laughs> Fair, whatever. They probably have great credit scores. <laughs> They're at least over five eighty. <laughs> So good for them. <laughs> where where Golden State was lucky this year is where Clay fell off. Some other people stepped into roles. Jordan Poole was amazing. There was an interview that I heard with our good friend Ron Artest, Meta World Be Free, where he is already saying that Jordan Poole is a top thirty overall player in the NBA. I don't quite follow him that far. But just for, for somebody that's that got that type of experience in the NBA to give that type of props to Jordan Poole, 
just tells you how good of a player he could be and already right. is. So good there. And then, man, Andrew Wiggins found a I home. I was going to say, he, he finally shown, like, shined where he could have been or he, showed who he could have been. He almost looked like the perfect fit for what Steph needed in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, not just from a point standpoint, but, man, when Andrew Wiggins drives – and he he's, he says I'm going to the hole. Just I mean, just count it. He's getting fouled or he's he's scoring. Yeah, it's that, just gonna happen. He was a man on a mission, and he 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 played amazing. Good, good for him too. Um, yeah, got into the league with uh, who did he start with? Minnesota. Minnesota drafted drafted number yeah. one. Yeah, and he got that huge contract or uh, shoe contract with Adidas. And then just kind of sat there for a few years. and But he really didn't. He averaged 19 points in his career before he ever yeah. got to Golden State. Right. So right. It's, it's not like he was underperforming. But you're, when your team's not making the playoffs and you have other, you have, you have Jimmy Butler coming in and out yeah. the door and Carl uh, Anthony Towns. You just don't shine as much. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. It's good seeing him have a, uh, have a place that he fits and he's, his talents are being shown. It's cool. Right. So he's going to be a great fit there. Now, with yeah. all of this being said, we just potentially set up uh, some folks for some real disappointment because I think, unlike others, I think Golden State is in the mix to get Kevin Durant. I don't think they're a favorite to get Kevin Durant. Phoenix Suns look like they're the favorite to get Kevin Durant. So if that's what he wants to do, so be it. I'm, I'm so over Kevin Durant as far as what he – thinks he can do as far as dictating rosters and how he can play and who he thinks he can play with, mm-hmm. whatever. Go to Phoenix if you think that's what you need to do. Hey, I'm, I'm, like I said, the door's always open. He can join the Avalanche next year. <laughs> yes, at goalie. At goalie. Hell, he could be. He's lengthy. Yeah. He's agile. So uh, Kevin Durant could, could go uh, to Golden State. Probably not uh, a favorite to go there, but the assets that it's going to take to get him there, some of those key guys that we just talked about, Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, mm-hmm. they would definitely be in the mix if something like that were to go down, hypothetically. But if at the end of the day you still land on Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant on your roster, you're probably in pretty damn good shape. We yep. haven't even talked about uh, uh, Draymond that continues. He may not be a... A point getter. Yeah. God, he plays. He's he's a locker room dude, man. I love him, but does he work with Durant? And I would much rather have Draymond Green in my locker room than Durant. Agreed. I, if you're if you're uh, Steve Kerr and uh, Jerry West, do you take that shot again? Even though it blew up. Well, I mean, they got two titles, but. You had so much turmoil in that last season and bickering. Do you go through that again? If you get another two titles out of it? But you just won one. Well, I mean, I know that just because you – how do I put this? You probably don't like a lot of people you work with, but if you guys get the – you know, if you accomplish your goal, it doesn't matter. And, you know, it's tough. It's tough for some people and some athletes to set aside their egos and differences and – understand that it kind of seemed like when we watched the last uh, dance like it seemed like a lot of guys understood that's what the mission was okay i you know i'm not a fan of how michael you know practices or treats us but we're here to win a championship so that's why they you know everyone just kind of do you think durant's learned that i don't know i mean his uh 
I don't I, know because he because he, <laughs> by his uh, his burner account, it's kind of hard for him to take criticism. Well, especially from outside people inside burner well, accounts. <laughs> yes. Accounts that, that like plural. So I don't know if he is, if as someone in the side of the locker room will get, you know, crit, criticize him or critique him. It could be a different story because that's someone that understands the game and how the NBA works more than someone who's on the outside looking in like, a, you know, Twitter bots, porn bots tweeting at Kevin Durant, telling him he's a trash. He needs to go fuck himself, kill himself, whatever. And, Saying stuff like that, but you know he has to learn to block out that noise too. But I think, I think inside the locker room, I think he's probably more susceptible to accepting that criticism and trying to better himself. I, I compared to people who are on Twitter telling him that he should shoot twelve more times a game. Yeah, um, I don't know, and it seems blasphemous to say because he's what he has an NBA Finals MVP, a NBA. He's got two of. Them. Finals? Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, so, no, excuse me. No, he MVPs? I know he... Oh. He's got one MVP. Steph has two MVPs. Steph got the finals MVP this year. I think Kevin Durant has two finals MVPs. Well, it was Iguodala. Iguodala got the first one, right? Did he really? I think he did. Wow. That shows how much I pay attention. I think Iguodala got the first one. Oh, he is two-time Finals MVP, Kevin Durant. I'll take a bow on that one. That's one of our reference pages, uh, basketballreference.com. So there you go. There's that $16 a month paying <laughs> off, baby. One day they'll sponsor uh, us. Do you want me to give a rundown of like what do you what his accomplishments are? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, he's a 12-time All-Star, two-time <laughs> NBA champion, 2000. Seven, eight, all rookie, two time as MVP, two times as Finals MVP, four time scoring champ, ten time All Star, uh, rookie of the year in two thousand eight. Uh, he was a two thousand thirteen fourteen MVP, and he was part of the NBA seventy five anniversary team. So I mean, to go well, to go back on your point, I, I feel. Oh, and played for the Seattle SuperSonics. I feel I, I that's think, an accomplishment. I think he's the most talented scorer we've ever had in the NBA. I think Ooh. he, I think he is. Um, I'd, probably, I'd probably give it to LeBron over him. We should be sponsored by Tomatoes because I want to throw one at you <laughs> very much right now. I'm so angered. Where's my cabbage? Do I at least get ripe tomatoes? I don't know. It depends on who sponsors us. <laughs> <laughs> the tomato yields were exaggerated. <laughs> Right now I'm throwing a cherry tomato because that's the most cheap I have. God, God, God damn it. Bye. I, I think he's the most talented scorer in NBA history. He's a seven-footer that can just rain threes in. No one can f- defend that. No one can defend his shot. He can sit up and straight jack up a three and no one's going to get it. Would from, you from would, flat-footed. would you agree that Giannis is on the same trajectory and has no, the exact same skill set to the table? No. Oh. Giannis doesn't have an outside shot. He he has a doubt. He look, does. Look at his three percentage. Here we go. I'll, I'll look at the three up. percentage, but I will say it takes him 25 seconds to shoot a free throw. I bet True. I bet it's below 33%. Okay, I'm looking it up here. And you said free throw percentage? No, he's one. Yeah, he's he's oh, three sorry. pointer. Three point. Let's see. Percent. Wait. Is that that'd be three p? I'm guessing. Uh huh. It's point two eight eight. So under thirty so percent. Under thirty. 
Okay. Oh, okay. That, his, that part of his game's not developed. I said same trajectory. I said on the same trajectory. Well, and Durant, Durant's three point percentage is at a career of point three eight four. So just under. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I need a tomato. Ask casters. I, maybe I need to take a tomato <laughs> to my own face. I need an egg to put on your face. Hey, Andy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sponsored by Eggland. <laughs> anyway, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Move on. I, I, but I do think he's one of the. I do think he's the most skilled scorer that NBA's ever seen. And I, 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 I'm all for player movement. I'm all for players having power, but it just seems at mm. some point it seems disingenuous. What do you mean? It just. I was looking at LeBron's three point percentage. He is three point or point three four eight, so that's lower than KD. So okay, just wanted to throw that in there since I mentioned LeBron. Yeah, I. Okay, <laughs> moving on. So anyway, NBA free agency. Rudy Gobert uh, in one of the most ridiculous free agent moves uh, in a while. Uh, Rudy Gobert is headed from Utah, headed to Minnesota. Utah is, or excuse me, Minnesota is giving up the following. An unprotected first round pick in the years 2023, 2025, 2027, and a top five protected pick in 2029 and that's not all other players that are being given up malik beasley patrick beverly wesley or excuse me Pat walker kesler jared vanderbilt and leandro balmaro all going in our rudy gobert trade uh rudy gobert's three-point percentage is zero <laughs> if we were recording a question about his scoring prowess <laughs> so just an un, I, I mean, if that's what the market is, going back to what could be given up to get Kevin Durant on a roster, yeah. holy moly! Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a high. It, it, it probably it might benefit the Brooklyn Nets more than it would whoever KD goes to, and not to knock KD because he might give them immediate success, but as far as long long term, who who knows? And it. Zion Williamson, who has not uh, hasn't played in a while, and there is some discussion how good of a pro he's going to turn out to be. There is a lot of body shame on Zion Williamson. <laughs> they do not like his prospects as being a, a player that can't get injured based off of what his body type is. Well, he a thick boy. He is a thick boy, but apparently New Orleans Pelicans are where I am with him, and they have wanted to keep him around. He's going <laughs> – to stay with New Orleans to the tune of five years, $193 million. <laughs> and uh, in the background, as we look up this Tweet information, that shit, son. <laughs> on the AskCasters Twitter, on the AskCasters Twitter, we are going to show one of the most unbelievable pictures of Hulka Williamson we've ever seen. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> Zolka. <laughs> So again, oh. Zion to New Orleans, <laughs> five-year, $193 rookie extension. If you guys want to know what I, I tweeted, or what I not tweeted, but what I looked up, I'll let you know after the podcast. 
Oh, God. He's thick, boy. A couple other loose ends to tie up NBA free agency-wise. Oh, my goodness. Bradley Beal talking about players that are going to stay at a market that you may not have thought. Uh, Bradley Beal, I believe, is going into his 10th year already uh, in Washington. I don't don't even know who that is. Bradley Beal is a player that, I mean, pretty much, I, I wouldn't say came from nowhere, but got drafted out of Florida and just, I, I would say, overachieved what people thought he was going to do. Oh, I'm an idiot. I do know who that is. My, my fault, Bradley. Yeah, so he's going to stay. Bradley Beal deal, five-year, $251 million max contract. I like how they give on the reference pages, they give out the nicknames for him. Like, do you want me to read Bradley, Brad Beal's nicknames? Yeah. Oh, yes. Real deal. Big Panda. Blue Magic, Brad, and Dr. Dre. <laughs> That's awesome. I love Wait, it. Wait, was Brad, was it Brad and Dr. Dre? No. Like, all in one or no, Brad? No, Brad, okay. comma, Dr. Dre. I thought he had some, like, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> I had the potion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and Zion Williams is just Anos, or as I call him, Thick. Thickos. Thickos. <laughs> Gary, he's thicker than oatmeal. <laughs> Gary, Rudy Gobert, the, my favorite is the French Rejection. <laughs> is that his dating life or his defensive prowess? Uh, probably both. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Phoenix hey. star, or Phoenix son, Devin Booker, uh, going on continuing about free agency. Four years, 224, the, basically the point. These deals now in the NBA are at least four years and north of $200 million easily. Yeah. So Devin Booker, again, four-year, $224 million Supermax extension. John Morant agreed on terms on a four-year deal, $226 million. Another uh, star that's going to stay in a market that maybe we wouldn't necessarily think is going to have a lot of leverage financially. We are wrong. Denver Nuggets star Nikola Jokic agrees to the richest contract in NBA history, a five-year, $264 million Supermax. Uh, and finally, uh, Minnesota superstar uh, Kyle Anthony Towns, or Cat, agrees on a four-year, $224 million Supermax. The money is insane. Now, I obviously, like I think we talked to last week about <clears throat> the NBA, uh, compared to the NHL, obviously, but... D- they are just, they are just a money generating machine. I mean, sans, I mean the NFL is obviously number one, but like how I don't know like what do you equate that to? Like is it just because how how much they push their athletes out there? Is it because of they are so popular over overseas? Like especially with China, who has billions of people who can buy merch that they actually probably make. But um, I mean, what do you equate that to? Because I mean, there's so much more. Uh, money in that compared to a you know like the NHL or something like that like what it's just it's ridiculous the amount of con like the, the price of the contracts compared to you know like the best player on the, on the Avalanche is making eight million dollars or ten million dollars yeah so these I, guys I, are making tw- double that I I don't totally get that because one of the things that I think plays part of what these roster or these uh, contract numbers ultimately end on. I think is is dictated by how many uh, people are on a roster. So so you go to like what what's on an NBA roster usually? But what do you think? Isn't 15, it 15? 15, 15 people. So we're we're like hockey. They have twenty three. Right. Well, and that's not even, that's just playing. That's not even 
you know, like their pra- not say practice squad, but guys going in and out of the lineup. So, so, so NBA rosters and then, and then, are the smallest adult. And then the rosters. NFL has 53. Yeah. So they have tons of money, and they play less games. And you, I mean, but think about it. And then, I mean, we'll kind of get this argument convoluted if we go here, but where the NFL's headed, gosh darn it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes signed a half a he billion. He is serious, guys. Gosh darn it. Half a billion dollar contract. I mean that 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 number just blows me away. But to be fair, there's some issues happening now on the back end where people are wondering, from a contract standpoint, other people of the Kansas City Chiefs that they're going to be able to sign based off of the contract that they gave to Mahomes. But to your point, Shwami, they were talking about fifty-three people on the roster, and one of those pieces, just one, is getting half a billion dollars—just insane money. But um, back to the NBA again. Roster size, I think, dictates it. It, but one thing that does have me confused is, gosh, it, it just like, I, I don't understand why the NHL just can't get international traction with, with promoting their stars. It, I mean, it doesn't seem that they have the same success that the NBA does promoting their stars internationally. Now, I guess the markets could be a little bit different. So we have maybe Europe is a, is a better international market for the NHL than the NBA. And, and probably China's not the biggest fan, potentially. Of I mean, a, they've a played game. a couple of exhibition games over in China. So, I mean, it's not like they haven't tried. It's just, I don't know if it's just gained any traction. It's kind of, it's a, and let's be honest, it's a harder sport to get into. Yeah. Financially and, and, yep. and skill-wise. And there's no tradition of it in China. Um, well, was there a tradition of basketball in China before, you know, all that, before, you know, it spread naturally? You know what I'm saying? Like, was there, I mean. Was there? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, obviously besides, you know, soccer or football. It seems China's, like, it's... always been interested in basketball, it seems. I like, th- from the 90, <clears throat> like, from the dream team, yeah. I think that kind of globalized I, it. Yeah, and I feel like it's it's an easier sport to get into and easier to play right off the hop compared to a hockey or anything like that. Well, and the it, it's cheaper. It it's is cheaper. By, by a mile. Yeah. But but I've always been on the, the on the side of hockey where just get the kids playing simple as playing gym floor ball hockey. Just do something simple like that. You don't have to get them skates or on an ice rink. Just get them to play that kind of hockey. So you, it's it's at least starting a spark to light a fire for later for who knows how many kids. But at least get it to where all the kids are on an even playing field right off the hop. But that's that's kind of on that subject. But I've, as far as the NBA, I just think it's such an easier sport to grab gravitate to, towards, as far as that's concerned. And, and 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 let's be honest, their personalities are a little bit bigger than the NHL. The, the NHL, like Austin Matthews, a couple guys like that, are starting to show their personalities and let that shine more. It's getting away from the old boys' club as far as like you know you you, you don't become bigger than the team. But it it's kind of I think I don't know if that mindset is part of it. In your eyes. Well, it, I, it's the NBA seems like their players have a lot more fun than NHL players do. Um, Are you talking about the strip club or? Well, I don't know. Both go pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you have McDermott throwing it over his head and falling backwards, the cup that is. It's heavy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um it, I, but you, like, the NBA, you actually get to see the players' faces. Um, yeah. 
they 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 come in. They're they're dressed. Um, it's more creative. It's more festive. It's more fun. And not that the hockey, not to dock the hockey guys, but and they do look like man rockets in their suits. But like, I'd rather watch Russell Westbrook walk in with his goofy fucking glasses and parachute pants. Then watching Nate McKinnon walk in with his straight haircut and no facial hair and just hey, I know I love him. It's classically good looking. He is, but like, wouldn't it be like, wouldn't you just want to see like Kale McCarr with how easygoing he is walk into the rink with fucking like board shorts on? If you want me to be, if you want me to be honest about it, I really don't give a shit what these guys wear. Be them. I I get it. That, but that's what I'm saying. The NHL yeah. is not like that. Right. Like, it, it hasn't been, and it's. I think it's slowly starting to become that. Like, hey, become yourself, but don't make us look stupid. Yeah, and like the NBA, I think they're just they they're just better marketed. Yeah, I think they've been a better marketer for decades. I mean, they said they said that like back in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the 92 Olympics really ramped it up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jordan, I mean, it was just a huge synergy of things going on in the early 90s, and then... My goat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. It's, you know, it's it's you it's like one of those things that you're jealous of, but you can't be because, you know, the NBA actually worked for it. It wasn't something accidental. I would say I think that the, the momentum is shifting for the NBA, or the NHL as far as, like, where these contract numbers could be headed. Well, that, they, they've I, done the right thing, By going going back to the ESPN. Smartest move they've done in And TNT. Yep, absolutely. Totally and, on board with you there. Yeah. If they if they can stay consistent with that uh, and keep the 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 <laughs> – actual games accessible for people to watch on some of the highest uh, stream platforms, they're going to be in better shape. And we're going to have this conversation 10 years from now, and we're going to look at contracts right now, which are two years, $10 million in the NHL, and those are going to be four-year, $100 million contracts. So we'll we'll, we'll get there. So uh, anything else you guys want to tie up on NBA? I I really don't have a whole lot to talk about, honestly. I'm excited for I I, yeah. I kind of if this is where it's going where Boston's going to be they're finally going to establish themselves as the top heavy in the East, um, and then the West is just going to be fun. I'm I'm excited for the NBA season. That's that's all I have. Yeah, fair enough. So let's move on to something we haven't talked really anything about is the NFL. It's coming. We're getting there. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we got some football boys. Talk, talk dirty to me. I'm coming. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll just start the conversation off with where the just Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield will transition us into a couple different things. <laughs> Poor Baker. The fucking disrespect, Andy. Do you want to highlight the disrespect? What yeah. the the draft pick? The trade for Baker Mayfield. Oh, so (laughs) there are quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes that get 10 years, $500 million contracts to show the worth of what they think their quarterback is worth. There's (laughs) quarterback contracts all over the league that we could look at that are just huge numbers. But yet, with that being said, all the Browns get... For getting rid of Baker Mayfield 
is a conditional fifth round pick. Wow. The condition being that that fifth round pick could <laughs> move to a fourth rounder. That is insulting. Poor <laughs> Baker. Their starting quarterback now has 24 women accusing him of asking for handies. Not and not Andy's. Not handies. Andy's. Well, good old fashioned. He'd be totally out of the league if he asked for an Andy. <laughs> How much is an Andy? You don't know. We don't know. Your career. <laughs> that could be all of our careers. <laughs> um, they they gave him they gave handyman a two hundred fifty million dollar contract over four years. Correct. The North. 225 maybe and some change and it was all guaranteed that's the big part of this it. this right motherfucker there. might not start a single game this year and if the nfl is smart he won't start a game and, this well, year and back right. well back to starting us off to where we got on baker mayfield just got sent off for a at most a fourth round draft pick that's embarrassing. That is a fuck you to him. So what? one of the things that I think is to Baker Mayfield's credit, he got a franchise to the playoffs that had not been there, I believe since 1995 is the number that I want to think, as far as the year that they last went there. Or maybe that was their last win. I don't know. But I think it's probably, it's at least their last win. It was 95. Been a long time. Belichick? Was Belichick the coach? Yeah, because it wasn't uh, it wasn't Schottenheimer because Schottenheimer's in Kansas City. Yeah, then he left. Yeah, they left for uh... yeah. So incompetent since the mid '90s, you actually get a quarterback that takes you to a playoff game and wins it, mm-hmm. and then removed from the roster within 18 months. For a man with 24 accusations of hand jibbers. And I think what that leaves Cleveland with now, uh, if Deshaun Watson can't play, I believe the starting quarterback is Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is what I want to say. Yeah. Oh, painful. So that's going to be a ruined season for the Cleveland Browns if it goes that direction. But going to Carolina's standpoint on this whole deal, they, this is an interesting, this doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So as much as I'm trying to make an argument for the value of Baker Mayfield and what he's done in, in his last season there, I didn't even really talk about the fact that he was playing on a, on a, on a bruised wing. But, man, now Vegas, has, they haven't even moved the line for the number of wins that they're suggesting that the Carolina Panthers are going to have. Before the trade happened, most books had the Carolina Panthers at a win total for the next season of generally it was six and a half. I think there were some sixes out there, which is a really weird number, but I think it was six and a half. After the trade, that number in those exact same books has stayed the exact same, which suggests one of two things. They either think that Baker Mayfield is going to be the starter and really not worth a damn and not much different than what that has been their starter in Sam Darnold, or they're not even confident that Baker Mayfield is even going to start. And they're going to still go with Sam Darnold. So, ha- yeah, holy you'd, moly. You'd have to think Vegas's logic behind that was Sam Darnold's going to be the starter. That's, I, that's ha- that has to be Vegas's logic in setting that line. So let, let's look at this. So 
the weapons for Carolina on offense, what does Baker Mayfield have to play with? One, we think we know, but we don't know as far as the reliability and availability. Christian McCaffrey is still there. Hasn't really, I think he's missed 10 games in the last two seasons. Yeah, something like that. Or maybe he's only played 10 games in the last two seasons. Feels like both. So not good there, but supposedly he's back up and healthy. That would be a big benefit. Wide receiver core for Carolina, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall Jr. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know how you – maybe I agree with Vegas at that six and a half wins. That is – that's not a good receiving core. Let's look at the AFC or the NFC South. Where is where's Atlanta gonna be? In the tank. Where's New Orleans gonna be? Potentially in a like a decent spot to hit five hundred. And then Tampa is gonna be good. Tam- Tampa will win the division as long <laughs> as they stay healthy. As long as Tom Brady's healthy, they win the division again. Yep. Yeah, it's that's a Besides Tampa, that's ugh. Um, no, I yeah, I as far as options and uh, offensive options for the Panthers, that is not a a stable you want to go back to. <laughs> Brutal. And, and does Christian McCaffrey want to stay there after this year? And what's his value after this year if he's healthy? I mean. I'd have to do a little bit of digging, but I do believe that his contract status is going to keep him in Carolina for a while. Oh, oh yeah, he did just sign one, didn't he? I think I think he's there for a little bit. Hmm. So, other thing that comes to the table as part of the Baker Mayfield trade to Carolina is where he could have gone, and the I think the favorite for which team was suggested to actually get him and probably needed him most is Seattle. And Seattle's not going to get Baker Mayfield, which is going to leave them in this position. Starting quarterback 1A, Geno Smith. <laughs> Starting quarterback 1B, Jesus. Drew Locke. Oh, God. Is that is that official, or is that your interpretation? Is that what the depth chart says, or is that your depth chart? I mean, I can officially go look at the depth chart if we need to. But I, I, that, what I just gave you, was my interpretation. Do do we want to bring up the hate that Drew Locke received, which was absolutely hilarious on Twitter? Well, while we, okay, while you're finding that, what, um, what was the hate he received on Twitter? So a Seahawks fan um, commented below um, a post about Wimbledon and said, "Not a real sport." Well, the U.S. Open official Twitter handle tweeted below this gentleman and said. This is coming from someone who's going to watch 17 games of Drew Locke starting at quarterback. Yeah, that was pretty good. And I thought that was the best own that tennis has had in a long time. That was the best thing tennis has done in quite a while. Give that intern a raise, or actually pay them. It was beautiful. So according to my reading material here in front of me, official off-season depth chart at quarterback for Seattle Drew Locke, 1A, Geno Smith, 1B. That is just brutal. I will be betting everything I possibly can. Whatever under is available to bet on Seattle, total wins, division wins, 
the yards. Oh my gosh, if they've got a yards prop for Drew Locke, give it to me all day long. I'll be all over. They are going to be Atlanta's going to have a little bit of a say in this, but the fact that Seattle has the division that they have, Seattle is going to be by far the worst team in the in the entire NFL. In the entire NFL. Entire NFL. They're not going to win a. They, I, I can't see them winning a division game. They right. might be Arizona once. Yeah. Okay, know. so I. Divisional games are usually closer than that. You, divisional games usually don't play out exactly how rosters are. So I, I'll give them <laughs> a whole one divisional. <laughs> Congratulations. Why did you lose that Arizona? <laughs> Let's check. Oh, who is going to be a more putrid team than that? I mean, Atlanta's going to be bad. Atlanta's going to be bad. New, where's New York going to be? The Jets? Yeah. I mean, there's thoughts that they're actually going to stay afloat to the tune of maybe like five or six wins. No it, way. Yeah. No and way. It, it, it's based off of what they did in the draft. They have one of the most heavily bet teams in the NFL right now for futures are the in it, the the New York Jets based off it's, of the draft. It's the Jets. All right, here's their, here's their schedule. Tell me if it's a win or a loss. We're, okay, who's schedule here? This is New York Jets. Okay. 2022. Why did we jump to the Jets? I was just asked about Okay, the fair Jets. enough. Let's go. We were talking about the Jets. Yeah. Okay, I'm there. Um versus Baltimore. Loss. At Cleveland. <laughs> Done, man. <laughs> At Cleveland, is there a draw? <laughs> tie, tie, tie. Can it be right. a nil-nil? This is the first. This is the first. Uh, Cincinnati loss. At Pittsburgh, they might be able to win that. Yeah, maybe. Um, versus Miami, they might be able to win that. Ooh. Um, Green Bay loss. loss. Denver. At Denver, loss. Loss. New England. Loss. Buffalo. Loss. Loss. At New England. Loss. Chicago. They could win that. At Minnesota. Could. Ooh. ooh. Man, I would think Minnesota would win that one. At Buffalo. Loss. Loss. First Detroit. (laughs) Draw. (laughs) (laughs) Brother. And brought to you on Prime Video. Oh, God. Jacksonville. Oh. Oh, man. Another. Nil nil slugfest. Man, okay. We have three draws. Man, they're okay. So there, there might be six wins in there, but still, that's. I mean, that's. I mean, the Jets aren't playoff good. They okay, but We're they won't be the worst the team. Shittiest team. They won't be okay. They won't be the worst team. I don't see the shittiest team coming from the AFC North, AFC South. Can't wait. Jacksonville's there. Oh God. Jacksonville will be better this year. I hope. I, I really hope. Um, oh, pretty boy, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. I hope he. Trade, he'll be, he'll be tra- better. I, 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 I think so. so. And I again going With, back to I know I'm starting to dabble a little bit into the the gambling. I think a good over under prop there. is his yards. I, I think Trevor Lawrence yards prop is one to to keep an eyeball on because he's not only is he going to be better overall, but they're still going to be down in most games and he's he's going to be passing. How pissed off are you that if you're Trevor Lawrence at your first head coach? Was the herb? I mean, I don't. All you can do is go up. Peyton Manning was one for fifteen in his first year. Troy Aikman had a brutal first year. 
their their coaches were developing though. Herb was just <laughs> getting so getting, so uh, so was Trevor Lawrence. He he was developing too. He probably didn't have a lot of time to focus on the ineptitude of his head coach. That's true. Yeah. So I, he he's doing his thing. Any any time to bash Herb is just a yeah, fuck that guy. He yeah. sucks. By the way, playing for pieces of shit. I mean, he played at fucking Clemson for Dabo Sweeney. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know a lot of Dabo Sweeney fans out there. And he managed him for as long as he did. That's true. Tough go. But, hey, you know, we'll see. Next year will be a very, very big test for the old Lawrence guy. Okay, so Jacksonville, you're saying better. Um, Houston... I'm probably disagreeing with most people that think Davis Mills is going to be better than last year. I think Davis Mills is garbage, so I don't put them for more than five wins. Okay. Um, I don't see a bad team in the AFC West. There's not. NFC East, Washington. (laughs) That whole organization needs to be torn down. What the hell's their name now? The the Command- Commodores, Commanders, the, the, the Commodores. The, the, are they? <laughs> this would see now. This would be a great song for a football team who plays them. And that's why I'm easy, yeah, yeah. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Thank you, Commodores. Yeah. Sunday mornings are really easy in early January. Actually, they're really tough. I got. Tremendous hangovers. When you're not in the playoffs. <laughs> Sometimes when my season's over, I sit there and I smell the sweet cinnamon buns my wife just made. And I forget that I am quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is that their name? Jaguars. Jaguar. Jaguar. How many syllables does Jaguars have? It depends on if you're British or not. And evil. There's no Jag... (laughs) (laughs) There's no... There's no Jaguars in England. How much... (laughs) No, there are. Where? Okay, so back... So back in... um, Oh, here we go. Here here comes the nerdiest story we've heard up to this time. So... 1400s, 1500s, 1600s, and 1700s. There was a jaguar named Trevor. In England. No. <laughs> so, as the English Empire was expanding, they were they would take a lot of foreign animals and bring them back to England. Mm. And they'd have these zoos. So that's why, like, bear... Like, not bears. Like, bears are native. But you get weird fucking animals in England. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Thanks, Joe. Just passing out knowledge for free, bitches. <laughs> So, this has all been great conversation. <laughs> now let's talk about the zoo. We have, uh, unless we got anything left with no. the NFL, we have our first trivia game. Yay! We ready? Yeah. So, what I've set up here will be the first of many trivia game for this podcast. This one is going to be relative to the NHL draft. Ooh. It's not going to have anything to do with who got drafted, where, what team, what organization, what developmental league, none of that. Simply, I'm going to give each one of you three different, we'll have three rounds. Okay. 
In each round, I'm going to give each one of you the name of somebody that was recently drafted in the first round of the NHL draft. Your job Mm -hmm. is to tell me how many consonants are in these, or excuse me, how many vowels are in each individual's name. I'll repeat that. How many vowels are in each individual's name? (laughs) Will, will, Will we receive the country of origin? In some instances, you will. Okay. Yeah, I think you will. Uh, that's part of the research that I did. Now, one of the other things that I tried to do to be fair to both of you is I tried to make sure that I myself knew the pronunciation of all the athletes that I'm going to give you. So at the end of the day, you can't say, oh, well, I guessed seven vowels when it should have been two because you, Mr. Andy, trivia dictator, were in- unable to give us the, the exact pronunciation. So I've tried to help you out there. I think everybody I've got on for you... Somebody that I know pretty much intimately at this point. So, intimately. who would like to... He knows these young boys very intimately. <laughs> says Michigan State Gymnastics. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck, man. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so, you know, by the way, the more that I'm thinking about it, Deshaun Watson should have got his massage. Deshaun Watson. Susie Stevens. Detroit. <laughs> Poughkeepsie. All right. Who would like to tee off? I'll go. Okay. I, I forget the goddamn game, but I will do it. Huawei. Again? Yeah, let's go. Not only for you as a contestant, but for uh, the porn bots, we need to know. This is going to be how many vowels are in this person's name. Okay. Do I need to pay attention if he misses? You don't. So, so and we're talking first and last name, or just last uh, name. yes, I'm giving you first and last name, okay. and it looks like I've done a pretty good job of doing my homework and giving you in country of origin as well. Okay, so in case you have like some background in European dialect, good on you. Now, with the number one pick in the NHL draft, the Montreal Canadiens select Yurog Slavkovsky. Left winger, Finland. Yurog Slavkovsky. I'm guessing how many vowels are in his name. You're guessing how many vowels are in his name. Is Y a vowel? Oh, we're not doing soft vowels. Y is not a vowel. So I know there's two in his first name. There's two there. A, E, I, O, U. Sometimes W. Y? We don't know. Yurog Slavkovsky. Now, if we don't, either of us don't get it right, do we get whoever's closest? I don't have to get No, it no, first. this is strictly yours. Okay. Uh, well, I know, I know, I, I understand, but like the next time he goes up, you know what I'm saying? What happened? Are you, are you, at, are you going to play? For his, yeah, for his first rounder, he's going to get a different player. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if we both get it wrong, you get zero points. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with uh, four vowels. Four vowels. Yeah. For Yurog Slavkovsky. Yurog Slavkovsky is spelled J U R A J S L A 
F K O V S K Y for a total of four vowels for Mr. Schwammy. He has one point on the board. Oh fuck. Yeah. Our, and and apparently <laughs> apparently I made a note to myself in case we wanted to expand upon his greatness late round late surprise pick. <laughs> So I got one point. You got one. One's yes on the board. Dude, I know we're supposed to be competitive, and I'm supposed to say, like, fuck you at this point, but well done, Shawa. Thank you. That was really well done. <laughs> Thank you. In the essence of time, let's move immediately to yeah. the next one. Right. Is it cheating if I write it down? It is not. Okay. With the number five pick mm-hmm. in the NHL draft, NHL. the Philadelphia Flyers select... Cutter Gauthier. Oh, this is easy. Left winger, U.S. developmental team. A-U-I-E-4. Already going with four? Okay. That was quick. Huh? You got four. Not only was that quick, it was wrong. So. Oh! Cutter Gauthier. C-U. Oh, we're doing the whole name? Did you yeah, not did just you not hear the, what we just the, did? Oh, I just did the last name. That's on you. <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> you idiot. Well, that is on you. You get zero points. <laughs> Cutter God. Guthier for those participating. That's a bullshit. See, that's no, not it's bullshit. not bullshit. We just I went asked. through an entire Whoa. minute with walking through Yurog Slavkovsky's front first and last name. God. Cutter Guthier. C U T T E R G A U T H I E R. 54 games, 34 goals, 31 assists. <laughs> I, I feel like my start out was the start of the XFL way back in like 1997 where they just ran head first at each other and tried to get the ball. But instead of someone successfully getting the ball, both players were just knocked injured. And, You're concussed. Yeah. All right, let's go on then to round so two. So after, after round one of three, the leader is Schwammy who actually paid attention to the directions. It's a tough game. That is a tough game. <laughs> tough okay, game, here we go. Uh, this is a great, not just a great name for our game, but just a great name overall. With the number 11 Who's pick. This is, this is to him. Me. This is to Schwamm. Been going on and off. With the number 11 pick in the 2022 NHL draft, the Phoenix Coyotes select Connor Geeky. Center. Connor Geeky. Both names. Thank you. Connor. So usually, Connors have two vowels in their first name. Usually. Sometimes they're spelled with a Y. Connor! Connor! Coiner! Coiner! Uh, okay, so there's two. If it helps you, he played 63 games and had 46 assists. That has nothing to do with it. I'm going to go with six vowels. Six. Six vowels for Connor Geeky. Connor Geeky is spelled C-O-N-O-R-G-E-E-K-I-E. Thank you. Connor Geeky. Six vowels. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Two to zero. It's fucking rigged. 
You get Zilkroisnoff Oigboinikov. I'll have seconds. Thrombole. The rock soup is great, sir. <laughs> the boys ate stew for two weeks. It was lightly seasoned with grass. Can I have more? Thank you, Oliver. <coughs> All right. Up next. Okay, so the score going into the back end of round two. Two to zero, Schwammy lead. Next is Scrode. Here we go. Fucking people's champ. With the number 14 pick. And the 2022 NHL draft, Dana's Winnipeg Jets select right winger, oh, this is a good name, Rutker McGrordy. Rutker? Rutker <laughs> McGrordy. Can you pronounce the last name? I will. I've done extensive research. <laughs> the last name is McGrordy. McGrordy? McGrordy. Can I have a country of origin? <laughs> uh, he, I believe, is American, but if you give me another second, I could probably give you a little bit more insight. Oh, don't show him your screen there. I'm not looking. I'm a good player. I'm not a goddamn player. <clears throat> Some people. I think I have my answer. Uh, Rutger McGordy is a uh, appears to be a U18 United States National League okay. guy. So Rutger Rutger McGordy. <laughs> he is a noun. Rutger. <laughs> he is a full noun. R U T G E R. So two there. Okay. That's correct. And then McGordy. M-C-G-R-O-A-R-T-Y to their making four. So, so this, this is what we were wondering about with McGordy. Would there be an A in McGordy? And there is an A in oh. McGordy. Okay. Rutger McGordy. R-U-T-G-E-R-M-C-G-R-O. O A. Did he get four? Yeah. R T Y. Two to one. Wow. Well played. Get off my jock, son. Good job. That was a that was actually an underrated tough one. Good job. Now, as we get ready to head into the third round here, I think that I third will, and final, right? Third and final, unless we have a tiebreaker, which I've got a name for tiebreakers. Okay. Good there. Uh, I, I would like to point out as we get ready to transition into this third round. I've got a little nugget of knowledge for you as it relates okay. to the NHL draft. The number 26 and number 27 picks both had the exact same first name spelled the exact same way. It was Philip, spelled as only Europeans do, F-I-L-I-P. <laughs> Thanks, Europe. Wow. I like it. Philip. No, we're not going to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. All right, here we go. Two schwammy. <sighs> I thought about this one long and hard. <laughs> That's what she said. Thank you. I, I, I was wondering to myself if this was too easy or not too easy. And I don't think, I think there's a lot of variables in here. I got fucking McGrory. Oh, wait till you get your next one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> With the number 23 pick in the 2022 NHL draft, the St. Louis Blues select right winger from the U.S. Developmental League, Jimmy Snuggerud. Okay. My computer? No, I already saw it. That okay. I, <laughs> I feel like I looked at it for no. some reason. That was the name I asked you about earlier. I know, I remember. Can you, spell, can you, can you pronounce his last can name I, again? Can I spell it? Yes, no, I cannot. Uh, Jimmy Snuggerud. Sounds like a redneck word. Snuggerud. Well, I'm gonna Snuggerud up to her. If it makes you feel any better, the Blues take the Minnesota kid right before the Wild have a chance to snag the snug. All right, I, I added I that, can... not them. You think you got it? Yeah, I think I do. I'm going to go with... <clears throat> now, I, want go, you, I, I want you to think about, before you give your answer, I want you to think about how Jimmy the Monkey was spelled. Well, shit, that blows... Okay. Maybe I just threw that in there to fuck you up. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't know. Jimmy the Monkey. Jimmy the Monkey's a real monkey. <sighs> but how did we spell it? I feel like I remember how this was spelled when I saw it. Minds. <laughs> I'm going to go with... I'm going to Fuck you. I'm going to go with four <laughs> noun. Or four vowels. Four nouns. Four, four nouns. <laughs> sorry, four vowels. <laughs> with the 23rd draft pick, the St. Louis Blues get four people. <laughs> Four nouns, proper. They get a lot of A-thems. Jimmy Snuggerud is spelled J-I-M-M-Y. Okay, got that one. S-N-U-G-G-E-R-U-D. That makes me the winner, eh? I thought you said four. I did say four. Let's count these bad boys up. That's four. Am I high? You're good. You're good. Woo! I You're good. Do. Yeah. No. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very well, much. I... You. What? So you won? Yeah, I got three. You only had one. All right. Can we? Can I get the third one just because we know? Oh, you're getting it. The first one was bullshit. Why? Because I forgot the rules. You didn't forget it, you just didn't pay any fucking attention. No, I paid attention, I just forgot them. <laughs> okay. Okay! With the number 29 pick in the 2022 NHL draft, after two guys named Philippe, <laughs> the Arizona Coyotes... Now, this is what his league is from. He's a defenseman. He's from... I've got this listed as the QMJHL. Yep. The Arizona Coyotes select Maverick Lamoureux. Lamoureux. Maverick Lamoureux. Again, I did extensive research into (laughs) how all of these are pronounced. Maverick Lamoureux. M-A-V-E-R-I-C-K-L-A-M-O-R-E-A-U-X. No. That is incorrect. Maverick Lamoureux 
Lamoureux. Lamoureux. First, we're going to knock off your K, because they spelled Maverick wrong <laughs> in whatever weird country this is. <laughs> Ma- Where is he from? He's from. He's a defenseman from the QMJHL. He's probably from Quebec. He's French Canadian. So he's apparently, he's... his name is spelled M A V E R I C L A M O U R E U X. Just, just tough. So no tiebreakers needed there. Congratulations, Schwammer. Thank, Thank you. Congratulations on winning our first trivia game. Thank you. My therapist told me to be less competitive, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna practice this on the podcast by <laughs> saying, Shawe, good job, buddy. And, Thank you. And fuck you. <laughs> well, boys and girls. Thank you very much. I, I think that is gonna wrap it up for our third Askcasters podcast. Again. Your input, as you would continue to follow us on all the socials, would be uh, appreciated. We can cater content if there's something that you want to hear about. We're pretty cool. We have like a diverse yeah, skill get, set. Get in the socials. We, yeah. Yeah. So a little bit at the Twitter is going to be at Askcasters, at A S S C A S T E R S for Askcasters. And I believe, is there anything in addition to that? Uh, our YouTube scroll? page, and our, we are available on Apple Podcasts as well. Do you want to mention that, TJ? Yeah, we are available on Apple Podcasts. Um, just look up our podcast name, at Askcasters. Ask, uh, Ask sorry. Um, also, if you're doing any Amazon shopping, use the Askcasters code, Askcasters-20. Uh, on any Amazon purchases, it would be greatly appreciated as we get our little startup off the ground. And I'll throw it back to you, Andrew. That was it. Appreciate everybody listening. Again, give us your input, and we will have another podcast in a week. We will see you, ladies and gentlemen, later. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>